0: go gaddis real estate radio right here on AM 920 the answer in Atlanta in this segment we've got a very special guest from my favorite nonprofit in metro Atlanta we've got Reverend Melanie Connor chief executive officer of Rainbow Village but before that remember if you want to connect with us it's easy just go to gogaddisradio.com g o g a d d i s radio.com you can ask questions make comments push back share ideas Ask for your neighborhood to be featured in our Neighborhood Spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love for you to be a podcast subscriber. In fact, if you're willing to take instructions from me, just go to Radio right now and subscribe to our podcast. Without further ado, we have got Reverend Melanie Connor, CEO of Rainbow Village in Duluth, on as a special guest. You're Zooming in from your house, I would assume. Welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm delighted to be here.
0: We are so excited to have you. So for the past... I want to say three years, but it might be four years. I don't really remember. Um, Gaddis Group, my personal team at REMAX Center, has supported three different charities. Uh, Children's Miracle Network, we had a representative on from them last year, Rainbow Village, and Habitat for Humanity. I'm going to say that Rainbow Village is my favorite, and I'm not saying the other two are not my favorite, but Rainbow Village is right out here in my area. And what I heard when we first started supporting Rainbow Village is that Rainbow Village... Uh, provides housing and financial support and sort of rehabilitation let's get you back into the working world for people who are homeless when I was there it wound up being in many cases homeless mothers with children and I just have a very special place as a man I feel like there are some times when we don't do what we're supposed to do uh, to take care of families and I just have such a soft spot so I don't mean to take your thunder from you tell us about how it got started
1: certainly so um 30 years ago um, in Norcross at Episcopal Christoph- Church, uh, a gentleman named Josh was really inspired by the work that his mom was doing. Uh, his mom's name was Ida. Okay. And he wanted to really uh, show her some love after um, after her passing. And so he went to the pastor, the rector there at the time, and told him a little bit about what he wanted to do in helping families. Uh, and, to, and he used his mom's name as an acronym, so he used Ida for— independence, um, de- uh, accountability, and development. So he really wanted to look at, you know, how can I use and support what my mom believed in so hardly um, and do something good for other folks in the community.
0: What a great story. And so how was it decided that he would honor his mother, at the memory of his mother, by helping to create something like Rainbow Village? How, how did that connection get made?
1: Well, she had a passion and he had a passion for helping others okay. and so, and, and especially helping um, single moms or families that were experiencing homelessness. And so it just was a natural progression for them from the work that she had done in the past to start something of their own right in their own community.
0: Love it. And I, you're going to give us a lot more details, but I remember the first time I came over there, I went up on the top floor of one of your buildings and there was a lady up there who had been a resident of Rainbow Village. And she was responsible for bringing in all the cooking utensils and the, the, the all the supplies that people would get. And on the way out, I met one of her two sons who was at – and I'm just going to say he was at – Uh, 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 almost an Ivy League sounding school. It was an amazing Mm -hmm. school, and I was so excited. I can't remember the name, but I thought, what an amazing story. Here's a lady who was probably forced to come there with two young sons at the time, and she's there working, and she's giving back, and her sons are getting an education to make a difference in the world, and I got so excited about that. So when someone knows they need housing assistance, they come to Rainbow Village, Mm-hmm. what happens then? They get an apartment, they get stuff, they get what they need. Talk to, talk to? tell us what happens.
1: <laughs> sure. So, well, before they come in, okay. they have to go through a pretty somewhat rigorous interview process. Okay. So part of the goal is we want to make sure that they will be successful. We want to make sure that they understand it's a program, there are things you have to do, Yes, we give you a lot of stuff, but you have to
0: work for it. It's not just giving it. Yeah, no, um, and thank you for for bringing that up. I don't think I did a good job of, of characterizing that, <laughs> but I love it that you, it's designed, you know, to bring them in with a, a a broken wing and to send them out into the world healthy, financially, and more probably mentally and everything else.
1: Absolutely. So. When they are accepted to the program, they can. Well, first of all, to be accepted, you have to have custody of at least one minor child. Okay. That's the primary criteria, and you have to be either home, experiencing homelessness or imminently homeless. Uh, we do serve families, so that's the one unique thing about us. We, although most are single moms, we have a, a grandfather raising his granddaughters living with us right now. Uh, we have a couple that with six kids who are living with us right now. So it really all make up a family. Wow! Um, but families can, can come in, and they get their own two- or three-bedroom apartment, Okay. and the apartment is stocked full when they move in. So and nice, have,
0: and a nice place to live. It's I, not like living I, in a—
1: I, I could live
0: there. Me too, there me nice too. Life. We'll move in there together as we retire. How about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but, you know, it's got—when um, it, they come in, they have brand new beds. Uh, bedding, towels, all the stuff for the kitchen. We partnered with some other organizations that actually stock the refrigerator and the pantry. So literally, they can come in with nothing. Yeah,
0: they got paper um, bedding, products. They everything. got everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. A- and
1: the, the beautiful thing about it, and uh, one thing that we get some pushback on is everything they get is new. And it's all new mm-hmm. because when they are ready to leave, they get to take all of that stuff with them. Yeah. So it just provides a sense of dignity for them to have their own brand new stuff, just like we all like new stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then they can take it all with them. So they take better care of it because it's their stuff.
0: And what a cool thing to sort so sort of um, honor someone who does not feel currently in a position of of honor. I think that's really a really a cool thing, and I love that that um, as people graduate, if you will, and I think they're they're sort of. Forced graduation dates, meaning you can't stay on it forever. Uh, that they get yeah. to take all that and move. How many families are served each year? And uh, I don't know if anybody has told you, but since March of 2020, we've been in a pandemic. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're aware of that. But how has that affected, um, you know, the services you've provided?
1: Yeah, so we can serve 30 families at a time, and the families are, can stay for up to two years. So we have some to move out and in at different times. So. The number of families served could range from thirty okay. to you know thirty-five or forty, depending on how, how many people we have moving out any given year. Right. Um, and and the pandemic that nobody knows about was very impactful on us.
0: So um, did it did it increase the number of people you need families you needed to serve, or was it did it did it put put a hardship on your ability to serve them? Or both yeah
1: a uh, well, more of a hardship on the families that we had uh, we were able to move in a few families even during the pandemic right in the midst of it in 2020 we moved in a few families um families because they were for, you know living in the cars and things like that and especially right. in that time when nobody could go anywhere um, but the impact that it had on us was immediately of course the schools were shut down but and, and all the kids had to do um, digital learning well all our kids didn't have laptops uh, all of our kids didn't have the things that they needed, and so the schools supplied the laptops. But then our parents had to go to work. Right. So it, it, we had to immediately, you know, pivot was the word of the day. Uh, I had to immediately pivot, and we brought in house. We, we hired staff to be able to actually um, do digital learning days with our kids all day for full days um, to support them. In that effort, we. Um, made sure that all of our pa- families had all of the supplies they needed—the mask and the lysol and the all of those things that they needed. We made sure that they had all of the. We had some folks that could work from home; uh, that few were fortunate to be able to do that, but right. they didn't have all the stuff they needed—computers uh, and whatnot—in the household to be able to do it. So, it was a, a huge shift.
0: It was a huge, yeah. a huge, huge yeah. shift. So let me ask you this. We've got about um, two and a half, three and a half minutes left in the segment. Um, how would somebody, if somebody was listening and they're like, I just want to help this charity. I assume you need help in terms of volunteer and people to come in and do things. But I also, I'm guessing that the, 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 the most significant thing you need is you need a little bit more money. Because none of the stuff you're doing for these people, none of the stuff you're doing, the benefits are free. So you're having to pay money. So yeah. how would they get in touch with you and how could they support you?
1: Well, best way to support us or to get in touch with us again is through our website www.rambovillage.org. Okay. okay. Um, everything you need is out there. We try to make it really easy. We redesigned it last year, so it's it's. Easy to find. I've been on it find myself. A and it's a
0: coo- cool little website. I like it. And
1: the big donate button right there at the top. So that gives you one way to
0: do it. Rainbowvillage.org. Click on donate. And is there any limit? I mean, should somebody stop at like a million dollars or is Absolutely they can just, not. Just, keep, just keep going? Okay, got it. So yeah, if you're listening, going. there's no need to stop at a million dollars. Just keep on donating. If somebody wanted to volunteer some time, we have come out and served on Valentine's Day and maybe another exactly. holiday in your. Uh, I'm going to call it kindergarten, but it was probably like nursery um, because it was younger kids. And so are there volunteer opportunities for people to come out and work with the, the kids?
1: Lots of volunteer opportunities in the academy, uh, after school, during digital learning, during the summer. So, again, our website, org. all of that information will be available. So
0: let's change gears for just a second. Somebody moves in, they need help, you're helping them, they have responsibilities. So they can stay there as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do. What are some of those okay. responsibilities? we got about a minute and a half left in the segment.
1: All right. $450 a month is what they pay. They okay. have to meet with their success coach each month. Okay. I mean, each week, rather. Um, and then they attend life skills training. They have to have a savings account and then a few other things that we require of them. But those are the basic things that they have to do.
0: Right. And so they're taking some financial literacy training. They're doing those things so that when they get back out in the world, and I'm not saying that somebody would cause themselves to be homeless, so please don't hear that if you're listening to me because I yeah. don't think they would. But in some cases, their actions unintentionally contributed to the situation. So I think you're trying to help them not create the same situation again. Is, is that right?
1: Absolutely. We want to help them make better decisions. That's really all what it's all about, is just better decision.
0: And then what are the single biggest challenges to the organization? Like, what yeah, ke- what thing. keeps you up at night?
1: Yeah, the, the one thing that keeps me up at night is our family's going to stay for two years with us, up to two years. But when it's time to move... The rental rates are so high right now. They're nuts. Trying to, yeah, identify places for them to live.
0: So if you're out there and you're a landlord and there's a lot of investors who listen, reach out to Rainbow Village. You might have one of your units that you would let, um, you would consider offering a little rent subsidy on in order to help a family. That might be a neat program. We're going to take a break. Will you come back and talk to us again soon? absolutely awesome it was fun having you we're going to take a quick break in our next segment fun facts about the month of february specifically february 21st It's president's day and is owning a home
1: more affordable than renting stick with that we've got those subjects and more we'll be back